0: ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 proudly present the Killer Bees.
1: Definitely a fan of the Killer Bees. Bees. Don't sweat the technique.
0: Coming to you live from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios from East River Nine. Here now are the Killer Bees, Joe Blank and Jeremy Branham. Oh, hell yeah. You about to get all stung up.
2: Oh, Ooh, what up, H-Town? Hey, how we doing? He's blank. I'm Branham. Joe George is out here for some reason. Josh Beards eating a spicy chicken sandwich because he was scared of what it was going to do to him as he ate it on the air. AC left. He doesn't like us much. B-Max behind the glass. It is a Friday edition of the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Happy to have all of you joining us. We want you to come out here. Uh, What better way to leave work early on a Friday? You're probably getting off work now kind of a little different than the old-time old, time the old time we, we were We were telling everybody to leave work early. Now it's just kind of leaving work at a normal time. Leave work at a normal time. Come over to here to East River Nine. Look, we understand it's hot. Some of you are tough and will still golf. while well, it's hot. Tip my cap to you. Pickleball driving range. If you're more like me and you don't want to sweat a ton, hang out at the bar. Have some great food. The food here is delicious. It really the, the is. The spicy chicken sandwich, best in the city. Best in the city. Their grilled
3: chicken sandwich is outstanding too, because of the real grill flavor that they use the char, char grill. It's fantastic.
2: Yeah, I saw you spill your condiments onto the ground. I did. Though. Thanks I did for noticing, and the, thanks for pointing
3: it out on the air. That's the, really uh, nice of you. Talk about Josh Beards I'm, and Bears. English.
2: I'm surprised you didn't lick the ketchup off the tile floor. To be honest, as much as you like ketchup, I was surprised that you didn't get down there and lick it right up.
3: Uh, that's not something I would do, but I'm sure they could have, bring me more if I needed it.
2: Uh, a lot to get to today. Uh, we're going to be joined by Todd Callis a little bit later on in the show. He'll be joining us at 4.30. A good time to be calling some Astros baseball for Todd Callis. Interested if he has Blummer working with him today. Uh, uh, Texans- Apple TV game. Oh, that's right. He's I not checked working. in on
3: Blummer yesterday.
2: He's, he's doing much better. He's hoping to be back Saturday. He's talking to you again? He never wasn't. Uh, Texans at 4, not 4.15. That's going to be good. Also, the return of BZ Money. Mm-hmm. BZ Money comes back. Last year, we were handing out winner... Sometimes winners, we, we lost overall, but we're back with a vengeance in 2023, and we're going to be handing out winners this year with BZ Money. But, of course, we're on the almost eve, the eve of the eve of the Houston Texans kicking off the 2023 regular season at Baltimore on Sunday Ten-point dogs. D'Amico Ryan's first game as the head coach of the Houston Texans. C.J. Stroud, first game as the quarterback of the Houston Texans. And lots to talk about in relation to that. What is the biggest question? Straight out of the gate. Week one, what is the biggest question that you have about the Houston Texans?
3: I think as much as we have questions that are probably going to develop over the season with C.J. Stroud, my biggest question is this offensive line. I mean... This is a guy that you're putting all of your eggs in the basket of being your franchise quarterback. This is a guy that all your expectations are going to ride on how this guy performs, develops, and the expectations that go with it will be that he will continue to get better as your franchise quarterback. He can't do any of those things if he's running for his life like he was in week one of the preseason. We already know that as much as Casario did or didn't do, but he did make an effort to strengthen the offensive line, that it's not going to be that offensive line week one. Guys are going to be out. Howard's going to be out. You know, Juice Scruggs is going to be out. You know, Kenyon Green's going to be out. How that offensive line adapts, Fant and the guys that they brought in, how they are able to step up, is going to say a whole hell of a lot about how this team can operate, not only in the first couple weeks until you get guys back, but for the whole season.
2: Yeah, the offensive line's a huge storyline, obviously, and then... Looks like it's going to be Jared Patterson. Like I'm watching very closely. Who's right? The admin of the Texans Twitter, Aaron Wilson. Aaron Wilson said it was going to be Kendra Green that was going to start at center. The depth chart that came out said that it was going to be Jared Patterson. Uh, some of the uh, the pictures that we have of like the Texans stretching, uh, Jared Patterson stretching with the first team offensive line. So you know, it looks like Jared Patterson's probably going to get the start there. Josh Jones, left guard. Uh, it's going to be a difficult road for that Texans offensive line because it's patchwork. I don't think there's tons of talent there. Look, I think Jared Patterson has potential. Six-round rookie, very difficult first game that you're ever playing. I love Josh Jones. Josh Jones, go Cougs. This will be the first time in an NFL regular season game he plays left guard. That That is challenging. Uh, look, George Fant, I think, is a solid player. I think he's a really good swing tackle, but he's starting in place of Titus Howard. So the offensive line's in shambles. Hopefully they can just kind of keep their head above water and keep C.J. Stroud upright. That, to me, is the biggest question, was what does C.J. Stroud look like for the first time in his NFL career over a full body of work because we've seen bits and pieces of C.J. Stroud, we've seen some good of C.J. Stroud, we've seen mostly bad C.J. Stroud. And I, but by by saying bad, I mean the the drives that he's been at the helm. They have not been overall great. He's had some, you uh, know, field goal drive, touchdown drive, just the one, his very final one in the preseason. That was that was fine. But overall, if you look at his, I think his eight drives that he had in the preseason, he only had two scoring drives. So, like, what does it look like over a full game against a defense that's actually going to try to stop you with their number one defense? So, C.J. Stroud's my biggest question. You know, how much of a rookie quarterback does he look like? Does he look like, I heard the, you know, they were talking about it with Josh Beard and the Who. You know, does is C.J. Stroud going to show that he can be the best rookie quarterback in the, in the first year of the NFL? Uh, we're going to get a lot of the answers to those questions as soon as week one. Yeah, we are, and I think it's a combo
3: platter because obviously the most important thing we're all focused on is C.J. Stroud because that is literally the guy who holds the keys to your future. But if your offensive line can't play right, then you're going to have problems no matter how good you think C.J. Stroud can be if he can't operate. And then the big, another big question for me is, What's D'Amico going to be like? We saw what a coach is not supposed to do in the last two years. We saw coaches come up unbelievably short in almost every aspect of coaching, whether it be also the old school of Lovey Smith or the complete inexperience in in over your heads of David Culley. You think you got the guy right. We all believe they got the best coach that was out there in free agency, in free agency for coaches and available coaches. Now let's see how D'Amico does when – we take the take the car out of the garage and take it for the first test drive and see how that new car rides and see if he truly does has a gra- grasp on everything. Coaching.
2: That's a great one. I think that D'Amico going to have a long runway, though. Like I think that D'Amico Ryan's for a while is going to be almost bulletproof. Like even if D'Amico Ryan's makes a mistake in week one, well, he's a first year head coach, coach, coaching his first year, his first game that he's ever had in his NFL career. I think D'Amico Ryan's has a really soft landing to make mistakes probably for about a month, if I'm being completely honest.
3: No, I don't disagree with that, Jeremy. I think it might be longer than that. I think that as much as this fan base had to endure with the other two guys, I believe that there will absolutely be a large amount of buffering room for D'Amico Ryans. I think the expectation is, is that he has the ability to fall down and get up several times, and he won't face any kind of scrutiny Because of all that we've already seen, because we know now that he probably has the most security of anybody on the football side, including Nick 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 Casario. So I I think you're right. I don't even think it's just the first couple weeks. I think if he does make some mistakes and has some hiccups, they're going to say that's that's okay. That's part of the maturation process of a guy that's going to be here for a while. I don't think he's going to face the same kind of crosshairs as the last two guys did.
2: Yeah, I don't think so either. But I also don't think he's going to be bad as the last two guys were. Like, I feel like we're going to have fewer questions of D'Amico. Like, you're going to have your normal stuff that comes up in an NFL game. Why didn't they go for it fourth and two at the 40? Like, the normal stuff that we question, and we're usually hindsight 2020 revisionist about the whole thing, too. Who is the player, the Texan, with the most pressure not named C.J. Stroud, week one, Baltimore?
3: Wow. Um... I think basically take your pick of either left guard or center. I think that either one of those guys, and no matter what they do, everybody playing those two positions in the next week, in the next three weeks, in the next four weeks, and until you get everybody back, I think those guys are going to face more scrutiny than anybody else in the early going because that is going to dictate what you can and can't do offensively and what Stroud can do and Pierce can do otherwise because we know that they want to run the ball. We know that Pierce is their is their bell cow that they want to just you know give to the battering ram, and as he said, he just wants to pound the defense into submission. You can't do that if you don't get adequate blocking, and I think, again, I'm just going to stay focused on what i think is is the massive difference maker for this team right now and that is being able to block and pass block and protect
2: see i view it a little bit differently actually while i agree with you like those guys have high stakes for the reasons you laid out the high stakes of protecting your supposed franchise quarterback the high stakes of trying to you know be the guys in front of what's supposed to be a good running game I feel like they're playing with the house's money, though, because I don't think anybody expects Josh Jones making his first NFL start at left guard to play well. So it's almost like the the you know you're already at the bottom, like you're already at the you know you're already at the very bottom of the expectations. If you play well, you're playing with house's money. Same thing with Jared Patterson. I don't think anybody has expectations of Jared Patterson as a six round rookie starting a game in his first game uh, and expecting him to play that well. I think it's Will Anderson, quite quite frankly. Like We've talked about the black cloud that hangs over the 2023 Houston Texans, and hopefully that black cloud kind of goes away, right, like rain clouds over Houston, that it kind of goes away throughout the year because the Texans are winning games. You're, you're not as worried about the opportunity cost of, uh-oh, we could have had the first pick, Caleb Williams. Uh-oh, we could have had the second pick, Marvin Harrison Jr. I hope that black cloud never lands over the top of the city of Houston whenever we're sitting here 2024 NFL draft. But entering the year, the Houston Texans gave up the 12th pick, the first, second-round pick they had, next year's first for Will Anderson. So the Texans went out on a limb for Will Anderson, believing in Will Anderson. And I think Will Anderson kind of has to feel that pressure of, of paying dividends early to, to make this organization, this head coach, make the trade feel worth it. No, you're right.
3: And, and, you know, you and I have said, fairly or unfairly, those guys are going to be judged together all the time. C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, because they were part of that move that created that black cloud. Nick Casario created that black cloud that is going to be hovering and people are going to be thinking about throughout this entire season. I just think more from, uh, instead of playing with house money, I I, I think more of if Stroud takes a couple of big hits or there's a ton of uh, penetration, especially off the left side, and they're not able to run the football and, and you're seeing guys getting blown up a lot, I think that's where they're going to catch the most heat because people are going to say, these are two of our, fr- you know, our future players. These are guys that are going to make up some of the core of what we're banking on for the next three to five years. And if Stroud and, and Pierce start taking blows and getting blown up, I think that's where that offensive line could still be in the crosshairs.
2: No, I I hear you. I just expect it. Like, to be, like, I hate to say it, but I expect C.J. Stroud to take a big hit because there's going to be a Baltimore Raven defensive lineman that is able to get through the center left guard for the Houston Texans, quite frankly. Uh, same thing with Damian Pierce, although the running back position a little bit different. Like, they're, they're supposed to take a beating because they're running backs. But C.J. Stroud, you got to handle him. Like he's a, you know, a care package. No a handle with care, fragile. Not saying that C J Stroud's fragile, just Look, quarterback first game, patchwork offensive line. you got to take care of the guy. 713-780-ESPN, one of the biggest questions for week one. Player with the most pressure, not named CJ. Got some of the other pressing questions entering week one of the NFL season. BZ Money at 3.30, we hand out winners. Uh, got to get to some of the latest excuses why the Astros stink at home. Hilarious excuses of why the Astros stink at home. And Todd Callis will be joining us at 4.30 as well. 713-780-3776. Uh, we're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 97 5. He's at Pac Man Joel. I'm at Jeremy Branham. Killer Bees broadcasting live East River 9 on ESPN 97 5, ESPN 92 5.
3: Guys, before we go to the break, we know it's football season. You know, the NFL season is upon us, and we can't wait for all those games, even the game that happened last night, college football all weekend. And as a better, you demand perfection, and my bookie will always deliver for you. NFL, college football, brand-new cash-out systems, giving you options to bet and win. It's all season long. It's all at MyBookie.ag. We've told you about, before about the if those two legs of your parlay hit, you can cash out early, and place, or you can place another bet, or you can let it ride and get a chance at getting that big payday. Join the MyBookie family right now because it is full of bonuses that are just right for you. There's a sign-up bonus with no strings attached. You sign up, and whatever you put into your account, there's going to be an extra bonus added to that if you put in the code BET975. on a deposit of $50 or more, you can re- receive up to 200 in cash. Extra money in your account, extra money to bet on games, more chances to win, more chances to make some money while you're having some fun, watching football it's all because mybookie.ag cares about their customers bet your deposit amount once when you're starting to bet and you're ready to withdraw anytime. that means when you want to cash out you can and they are going to pay you again remember that code it's so important bet 975 that will get you to claim your cash deposits throughout your first sign up process or your reload you can bet anything anytime anywhere as i always tell you with the one place i tell you to go mybookie.ag promo code bet 975
0: ESPN, 97.5.com One of these guys cheats at fishing
2: We got weights and fish! There we oh. go! Oh.
0: On the northern bank of Buffalo Bayou You'll find the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios At East River Nine And its current occupants, the Killer Bees Here's Joel Blank and Jeremy Brenham
2: Great way to spend a Friday evening, get your weekend started here at the bar at East River Nine. Great food as well. Cannot speak enough about how good the food is. If you want to prepare the elements, if you want to try to play a little golf on a Friday afternoon where it's a little bit hot in Houston, this is your place. This is the place to do it. You know what else? You know where this is really the place and the time to do it? When the sun goes down because it's lighted? And they can play whenever the sun goes down, and it's not as hot. So, great spot. Wall-to-wall TVs in here too, uh, full of sports. Really a sports bar with a par three course, with pickleball, with a nice little lounge area where you can pay. You know, Joe calls it. Uh, we call it bags. You call it bags. I call it cornhole. They have a Connect Four, which I'm the greatest player at Connect Four in the the world. I mean, World's ba- greatest Connect Four player right ba- here.
1: Bags is the correct answer.
2: Yeah, cornhole. Yeah.
1: Joel, bags. Yeah, you don't call it bags. Never heard it called bags in my life. Huh.
2: I've heard it called bags, but eh, I think the more popular name of that game is cornhole.
1: I, uh, that's fair, but I prefer bags. That's fair what it's called.
2: Fair enough. Seven one three seven eight zero ESP. And if you want your opinion heard, uh, a lot of people that are uh, weighing in on this conversation, uh, the player with the most pre- the most pressure, not named Stroud. Uh, someone said it on the the Twitch. I believe it was uh, Mega Blast, and then Aggie Matt saying the same thing. Derek Stingley. And that's a really good answer because Derek Stingley had a very questionable rookie year. I think it was more injury and scheme than it was talent. But, hey, new scheme. Okay, D'Amico. Health, it's here in week one. Let's go, let's go play. Let's go play
3: well. You know what's interesting, Jeremy, is the fact that in the last two first rounds, you're, you can easily link both guys together in terms of being in the scrutiny of everybody that's a fan of the Houston Texans or the media of the Houston Texans, because we already know what we talked about because of the trade. And we talked about it last segment. So will Anderson's link with CJ Stroud. When you talk about last year's draft, we know that Casario could have had sauce. He went with Stingley. He went fairly high for a guard in terms of the norm for a draft in the NFL. And we know so far that, that, you know, Kenyon green has not looked like a success. So, I think Stingley is a definitely a, a fair a name to throw into the pot because of the fact that if you already know that Green is going to only be able to show you something in year three and you're really starting to push him more on the bus category than you are on the you know hit category on the draft, Stingley's the guy that could either save Nick Casario's bacon a little bit in that draft or make him look even worse because of the fact that you could have had
2: Sauce Gardner. Yeah, Sauce was really good. Obviously. You and I were both on that. We were. We were both on that. Both on that. Uh, How do the Texans keep it close Sunday? Ten point spread. Not many people think they're going to keep it close. How do they keep the game close when they're ten point dogs on the road? I think it's ball control.
3: I think it's being able to establish and then maintain a running game. It's like you've said, uh, Stroud is going to be kept out of uh, harm's way as much as possible by getting it out of his hands quickly. So they're gonna to have to have all all their receivers all literally hands on deck are gonna to have to catch those short passes, gonna to have to catch yards out of the yeah, yards after the catch. But I think that it's going to be ball control both sides. Defense is going to have to be staunch and literally look better than the offense by quite a bit and be able to do what D'Amico can you know can do as a defensive orchestrator. But I I think it's ball control more than anything else. Keep the ball out of Lamar Jackson's hands as much as you can and run the clock and make it a close game.
2: Yeah, uh, to me, I think that's how they're going to play football this entire year. Yeah. Quite frankly, I think that they're going to want to, you know, try to put it on in the hands of their defense. I think they're going to want to throw it twenty, twenty-five times a game max. Like I, I they're going to want Stroud to throw it closer to twenty times than thirty times, and it's yeah. not like trying to bag on C.J. Stroud. It's just the life of a rookie quarterback. And I honestly think it's their philosophy offensively, quite like, in general. Like, I think C.J. Stroud, year three of Bobby Slowick's still here, it's the same thing. Defense, run the football, you know, be able to counter that with some play action, C.J. Stroud accuracy. I don't think they ever want to be an offense that that has the quarterback slinging it around 40 times.
3: You look at what they did with Purdy. In San Francisco. You look at the fact that that, as much as everybody, you know, and it's deserved, but that Shanahan is such a a fantastic modern-day play caller. But when you look at the the crux of it, and Lafleur wants to do the same thing in Green Bay, Rodgers wouldn't let him do it. Now they're really going to try and do the exact same thing with Jordan Love. And that's exactly what you said. They are going to be, you know, run-centric. They are going to get it out of the quarterback's hands quickly. They are going to expect their position players to make plays. And, and, and they're going to try and, and just kind of drag you through the mud and do things their way. The only way you can do that is by execution and the fact that your receivers are going to play such a big part because in San Francisco it was easy to do for Purdy because you had uh, you know, McCaffrey and Samuel and all the different guys that you had, Ayuk and all the different guys you could go to. Now, aside from an established guy like Dalton Schultz and an over-the-hill guy like, like Robert Woods, you're looking at a whole lot of uh, inexperience. That they're going to, and a second-year running back that's going to have to try and do the same thing. So execution is going to be, you know, at the utmost of importance. But I think that you're right. I think that's the the, the recipe for every every single game this year.
2: What is unacceptable for you to see this weekend, Week One, Texans Ravens?
3: Uh, there's so many. I mean, I I would. It, it's unacceptable for me when they did a lot more with Rankins and some of the things that they've done with the front seven, with, with the draft, that if, if they get absolutely just speed bumped and run over all game long with a running game that just jams it down their throat, that's going to be a problem. If, you know, if Lamar slings it all over the yard, like he doesn't want to run so much. But if Lamar Jackson has a massive passing day when the secondary looks to be one of the strengths of your team, I think that's a huge issue.
2: Yeah, I don't think a whole lot to me would be like, oh no, this is unacceptable, other than the running thing, because like, that's supposed to be cleaned up, you, you know, you have a new D.C., uh, you have, well, basically it's D'Amico that's calling the plays, you have Sheldon Rankins, you brought in with Malik Collins, you added Will Anderson to the defensive line, You know, Christian Harris is supposed to take that step up in year two, if they look as bad against the run than they did last year, then that's something that's unacceptable for me. Now, if this offense goes out and scores three points in week one, I, I really don't, care a whole lot like because i i think that this offense is going to struggle uh, i don't think there's a lot of firepower for cj stroud uh, i think the defenses are probably going to load the box against damian pierce i don't expect a whole lot from a rookie quarterback i expect less from a rookie quarterback behind a patchwork offensive right. line that i anticipate to struggle and least until they get Titus Howard back, or they started to play together a little bit. Like, this offensive line's never played together, and everybody talks about how important it is to have a cohesive offensive line, and you're putting this together first time they've ever played. Josh Jones didn't play in the preseason after he traded for him. So, like, this is going to be a struggle. That's why what they do offensively to me, anything's bonus. Like, anything's gravy. If C.J. Stroud has two great drives, I'm like, okay, I can work off of that. Right. I can I can have promise there. If they score one touchdown, a couple of field goals, okay, I-, I can see a little bit of C.J. Stroud work and now let's get that offensive line back. Let's start to build some momentum. So I really look at offensively. Anything to me is fine. Uh, defensively, the run game is the big one. Like, you have to be better in the defensive run game, and everything you did in the offseason was supposed to counter that. So I'm with you on that one. If the run, if the run defense is bad, that, that's going to be another frustrating 17 games to sit through.
3: Don't you think, though, with the fact that Stevie Nelson looked like like a really really good pickup that really was effective last year. Added to a Stingley, added to second year of Petrie. That the secondary being a strength. If, if they start getting lit up, if, if they can't go, if they can't defend, yeah, that's gonna. I, I think that's gonna really turn people off. You're right. I think the offense gets a pass. I think the offense is gonna get a pass, maybe all season, but at least until we see the full complement of offensive linemen that that we're gonna see. And obviously Green's not even in that conversation. But I, I definitely think if this, if, if People are passing the ball all over the yard against this team too. That's going to be a major problem.
2: The uh, this is this is a tough matchup for that too because I think this is a tough offense to defend. Like Odell Beckham questionable. Looks like he's going to go based on reports. Mark Andrews questionable. I'd be surprised if he doesn't go. You got four dudes that are good. You got Mark Andrews, who I think is the second best tight end in the NFL. Odell Beckham, like I, I dog his age a bit, but he's still got some juice. He can still go a bit. I think Rashad Bateman's under uh, is underrated, and I love Zay Flowers. So you have four guys. And that's before you even talk about like J.K. Dobbins, Isaiah Likely's not a bad backup tight end either. Like this is an offense that has that firepower. Where the Texans really don't. This is an offense that does so that secondary that is supposed to be good well this is an incredible challenge week one where you're trying to defend the likes of andrews odell uh, bateman zay flowers and then trying to stop the run game of jk Do- jk dobbins as well uh we're gonna see if the texans are good defensively because this is gonna this is supposed to be a good offense and, and and take all
3: the things that you just said and that we've been talking about and then put D'Amico on that Demico's supposed to be a guy that can scheme D'Amico's is supposed to be a guy that with defense being his forte, that he can do some things to throw some wrinkles at the offense that's going to put them on their heels a little bit to be able to slow them down, to be able to do things. And if, it, if those things don't happen, and the de- like I said, it, you get a pass if the offense isn't clicking and the offense doesn't have any success. But if the defense, with what you spent in draft capital, what you spent in free agency, and bringing in a coach that's a defensive-minded coach, if they get their doors blown off in either of the aspects of the defense or in both, that, that, I think that's where you're going to have people that have a problem.
2: Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's going to be difficult for D'Amico to scheme this one, though. Because, like, Baltimore's supposed to be totally different. First-year OC, they're do, right? like, they're probably looking more at Georgia offense than they're looking at Baltimore last-year offense. Like, this is – it's it's an interesting one for D'Amico and, you know, Burke. And, you know, this defense is going to uh, – they're going to be challenged. They're going to be ch- – like, I think it's almost – I think the defense is better than the offense. Texas defense better yep. than Texas Agreed. offense. I think Baltimore's, and this is, you know, I think Baltimore's defense is pretty good. I think Baltimore's offense is better than Baltimore's defense. So, like, the defense, I think, is better for the Texans than the offense, but I think the defense is going to have a tougher matchup than the Houston Texans. Yeah, to me, looking
3: at this, uh, I really believe that the Ravens did the opposite of what the Texans did. The Texans were trying to load up on offense and trying to reshape their offense. Uh, I mean their defense, I'm sorry. And and the Ravens reshaped their offense. They, They got a new coordinator. They put in a new playbook they were catering more to their their now massively paid quarterback and so they gave him the weapons that he, you know everybody's saying he he deserves that he's been wanting and they tried to, to bolster the entire offensive lineup and, and change things up and make and do things differently it's going to be interesting to see how you know they come out and how how much success they're able to have but i think that that's something to definitely keep an eye on is can this young defense stay with the unknown of what the Ravens offense is gonna do.
2: Four nine six three. I forgot to mention Lamar Jackson's legs as well. Great point. It's a great point. I think Lamar wants to run less this year. I think Baltimore's offense wants him to run less. But you know, like Blinker said yesterday, maybe it's less, but maybe it's a critical third and four where he just moves the chains. Maybe it's a you know a long run on a second and eight where he picks up forty yards. I do think Lamar's going to run less, but in critical moments he still has that ability and probably the most dynamic running quarterback there is in the NFL. No offense, Joe George, he's not you know he's going to make the case to Justin Fields is but i would i would disagree all right 713-780-3776 swing on by say hello to us east river 9 in edo The return of BZ Money. Killer B is going to hand out some winners next. ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Hey, before we go to the break, tell
3: you about the good people at Apollo Men's Health. I tell you about them all the time. Why, you may ask, because they get results, because they care about their customers, because they're going to take care of you and be with you every step of the way. The bottom line is when you're trying to get things done, you're not trying to win a gold medal. You're just trying to get that to-do list done. Make sure you do all the things required in your job. Make sure you can take care of your wife and your kids. And make sure if you have some time, you can take care of yourself, too. Maybe go to the gym. If you're running short on energy, can't get things done, and feel like you're just down and out, this is where you go to Apollo Men's Health. Three locations to better serve you near downtown Houston with two of them, one now open in League City. They're going to find out what's going on, find out where you're coming up short, and do everything in their power to make sure they change that so you can get more done in your day. I'm telling you right now, check out all the services they offer. Go to ApolloMH.com. And if you see a few services that you think might be able to help you, sign up right there online for your first appointment. When you do, you're going to find out most major insurance is accepted. There's discounts for military personnel and first responders. Then mention my name, Joel Blank. Get a free B12 shot or a free body composition analysis on your first official visit. And then let the process go from there. Tell them where you're lacking. Tell them where you'd like to improve. They'll get you on a program that works. They'll get you the results that you desire. They're absolutely fantastic people, and it's more so because they care about their patients, and they're going to do what they can to make sure they help. I'm telling you, I'm a big fan of theirs. Check them out today. It's the good people at Apollo Men's Health.
0: ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. All systems go.
3: Houston is all systems go.
0: All right. It's time for you to see how easy it is to take these guys' money.
2: Are you threatening me?
0: Let's get to their picks on BZ Money.
2: Killer Bees live from East River Nine in Ego. Get over here. This spot is fantastic. Texan just released their uh, injury report. Maybe this factors y'all's guys' picks in BZ Money, if these are the games you're selling. Uh, a Blake, uh, Blake Cashman has been ruled out, as has Jimmy Ward. So, no Jimmy Ward on it's Sunday. Perfect, right? Yeah. I think the Texans are down one-and-a-half starters. Cashman, I think, would start in three linebacker sets, but I think the Ravens are going to go a lot of three-wide stuff, so they're going to be in the nickel a lot. But Jimmy Ward, look, I like the backup safeties. Eh, Jimmy Ward, I'd like to see him on the football field versus not on the field. And also, look, I was maybe banging on Jimmy Ward. Like, maybe don't expect Jimmy Ward to be the Jimmy Ward that we think Jimmy Ward is. And, look, injury certainly you know, can't put into a whole lot of stock in it, but not off to a great start. It is Houston Texans career. All right, if you are not familiar with BZ Money, new things have happened around here, uh, we sell to you two games of the NFL slate that we're going to bet. The other, you know, we kind of collection of heads here. We huddle up, decide how much money we want to bet on said game. Sometimes we're going to bet nothing on it. Sometimes we even flip it on the person who suggested that game. Everything is on the table. Mr. Gal was kind enough to give us a thousand dollar bankroll, so we're starting with a thousand dollar. Last year we did lose three hundred fifty bucks. We were handing out a winner at least every single week, though. So it's on you to find the winner. All right, age before beauty. So Joe, why don't you lead us off here? Which game are we going to start with?
1: Uh, we are going to start, sorry, we are going to start with the, I forgot what game I put. Oh, that's Cincinnati. great. Thanks for joining yeah. us,
2: Joe. You're, you're starting as well at BZ Money as Jimmy uh, Ward is as Houston wow. Texan tenure.
1: I have a quick question. Am I taking the lines that's on the dock? or we yes. the, the lines
2: way? that were on the dock whenever we put them in there. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. yeah. Cause, cause yeah we are.
1: Cincinnati Cleveland has changed to two. Yeah. Um, so I, I like Cincinnati minus two in this game. I think Joe Burrow obviously just got a massive contract last we're, night. We're playing at two and a half. At two and a half. I still like them at two and a half. I really I would like them like by like five or six, frankly. Um so I, I like Cincinnati a lot in this game. Because they have all the weapons. You have Joe Mixon, you have T. Higgins, you have Jamar Chase. The defense is solid. Overall they're pretty healthy. Like I think this is gonna be a team that's gonna roll over Cleveland this weekend, and frankly, I just think we're gonna walk away unimpressed with Deshaun Watson once again.
2: Cleveland is uh Cleveland's had Cincinnati's number. They've played Cincinnati well. They have. They played Cincinnati well. Uh, to me, I, you know, i am not
3: you and I've been been uh, around the the horn on this one a few times. I just don't think Deshaun Watson. I'm not a believer, and I, and I don't believe he's ever going to be anywhere close to where he was. I think it's going to be uh, the Haslam family is going to regret the contract they gave him. I think all of Houston can wash their hands of it clean and go, thank God he's not one, and he, you know, and chuckle at the fact that he never lives up to expectation for the money they paid. And I believe Cincinnati, to, to Joe's point in picking them as as a representative of the AFC in the Super Bowl, I believe Cincinnati's got one hell of a team. And, and I don't think that they have to be clicking on all cylinders. But if you're, at, you're a home dog... And Cincinnati's coming to town. The best thing you got going for you is at least it's Week One, where Cincinnati might not be as polished as they will be. But I like this pick. I'll take Cincinnati and give the points.
2: Yeah, Branham Metrics had Cincinnati winning this game by four, so that's a that's a win. That's a cover. It's not a comfortable cover. I don't mind playing this game, but I would uh, I'd push back on the amount of money. That we're playing on this and game. We all I don't want to spend a ton of money so on it. what
3: where, where do you want 25
2: 25? Like, what do you want we to go, Thousands. Is, we, have we have a yeah, thousand? We have thousand dollars, yes. We're
3: not
1: total, betting Joe, a thousand. Yeah, slow, slow down, man. big guy. I
2: don't know how much normally we bet...
1: A game, our units were usually our units, were usually our units
2: were usually twenty five bucks. Yeah. Okay. Our units were about twenty five. Sometimes we'd have a twenty if we didn't feel great about it. But Our units were usually about twenty five dollars. If we
3: felt a little stronger, if there was one we'd go go up a little disagree, bit, we'd yeah. go five, 10, we go 15 fifteen. All right,
2: we, we never did like a like an exact one, I'm, two, three unit bet, but we, we made we made a couple was,
1: whoppers late in the season to we, come back.
2: We were chasing, yeah,
1: we were chasing. We did well. I think a twenty five point bet on this one makes sense. Dollars, twenty five dollars. Yeah, we bet
2: dollars on this show. Yeah, Got yeah that's dollars. gal bucks. Okay. All right, $25 on the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, Blankers, which game are you selling to us first? First game to me is a
3: team loaded for Bear that got even stronger in Chicago? the craft. The Philadelphia Eagles? No. The Bears. No, the Bears suck. Uh, so I believe that the Eagles are better possibly than they were a year ago. I understand that they lost their offensive coordinator. But I, I just believe that the New England Patriots and Bill O'Brien at the helm, yeah, they got at least an offensive mind as their offensive coordinator. I don't look at him as a game changer or an offensive savior no matter what Mac Jones could or could not be. And I never think they have a lot of weapons on offense. They do have a running game. I I think New England getting four at home is not nearly enough. I think Philadelphia wins this by at least a touchdown.
2: I hate betting against Belichick as a home dog. That's where my biggest hang-up is here. Because, look, Random Metrics has Philly winning this game by six. That's a win. That's a cover. Um, So I'm okay playing this one, Joe. Now... I again I, I temper the amount that we're playing here because Belichick as a home dog terrifies the snot out of me what's the Joe George metrics say about this game
1: um I hate Mac Jones and I hate Bill O'Brien so
2: they upgraded with Mac with uh, Bill O'Brien but so I don't the, like him anyway so
1: metrics is out it's all this so is all personal I'm, I'm all Eagles on this one so I think this is another 25 er if you're a little light on it Jeremy, yeah, I, I
2: understand I don't wanna, I don't want to bet a whole lot of money at Belichick on you the go, road, That's You going to go 25. It's, it's week I can one. live with that. Yeah, we're kind of easing into the season, yeah. trying to collect more we information. Don't dig a hole in week one. All yeah, right, don't so be Philly like minus four, 25 bucks. Yep. First game I'm going to sell to you guys is Dallas Cowboys on the road against the New York Jets or the Giants, rather. I know that Darren Waller's questionable. Not a surprise. I don't expect Darren Waller to ever play football. Quite frankly, and the times that he's in there, it's all a bonus. I think the wrong team's favorite here, guys. I think that the better team is the New York Giants. I don't believe in the Cowboys a whole lot. Sorry, listener. I don't believe in Mike McCarthy at all. And I know Blankers doesn't sure believe in don't. Mike McCarthy at all. Tony does This is a standalone game. This is a primetime game. Giants were a good football team last year. I think they've added talent to that team. Three and a half points at home. Standalone game. Start the year. Give me the Giants plus the points. All with you on this.
3: I think they got better roster wise. I think uh, uh, Dable in year two is going to take the next step of uh, in the in the realm of a head coach, and I think he is going to continue to lead this team in the right direction. You got Saquon back and healthy, especially because it's week one. You know, Danny Dimes has some weapons to throw to. Whether Waller plays or not, I I was totally when I saw this, I was shocked, surprised, and I was all over it too. I certainly think that the, the, the Giants getting three and a half at home is a good
1: pick. This is tough. Because these are like two of my least favorite quarterbacks in the NFL. You don't like Vanilla Vick? I do not. Um, but I do like Saquon Barkley, and I think that I think the Cowboys. I'm not really confident in Tony Pollard, to be honest with you, what he's going to be early on. Agreed. So I'll, I'll roll with this with the Giants. I'm good with it. What's this Branham Metrics say? How confident are you?
2: Branham Metrics has the Giants winning this football game by three points, and they're getting three and a half.
3: Okay, so are we going? I mean, um, I'm
2: cool, I'm cool taking it easy at the beginning of the year. No, twenty five. Yeah, right? let's, let's twenty five on the Giants
3: because we got you know six games to pick, and so we will keep yeah, it light. Like we've
2: been we've been playing all of them so far. So Joe, yeah, what's which your second one?
3: also going? Joe, new to the game. That's,
2: yeah, we that's don't always. Some, that's a rarity. Sometimes we'll play two. Okay, sometimes we poo poo on the other person. All right, we're all kind of agreeing more than I like actually. Uh, this Just game I was inspired.
1: Shot. So this is a game that like I would say. I want to blow past 25. That's how I feel about this game. Well,
2: you have multiple units on this one.
1: This is a two-uniter, so this is a 50 for me.
2: Okay, let's hear it.
1: Um, Jacksonville or Indianapolis, five points. I think Jacksonville is going to smoke the Colts. Anthony Richardson, they're going to try to run the ball like crazy with him. Evan Hall, Deion Jackson, whoever it is in the backfield is not Jonathan Taylor. I don't think Anthony Richardson can really get the ball to Michael Pittman. And his guys. And frankly, I think the Indianapolis Colts' offensive line and defense is very overrated to what we thought it was going to be. I think that trend's going to continue. So I'm all over Jacksonville this weekend. I think Calvin really is going to have a big first debut back uh, in Jacksonville. I-, I would go up to like nine, honestly. I think this line should be very similar to honestly what the Texans and Ravens line is. So I think it's way too light. So
2: I love Jacksonville minus five. Well, Indy at home versus the Texans on the road. Um, They'll I want to see Taylor. I want to see what Anthony Richardson looks like though. Like over a full game. Like are they going to run Anthony Richardson 20 times? I don't know. I I honestly I doubt it cuz he's a they rookie should. quarterback. I think if they if this if this was a game that like was the only game they were ever going to play with Anthony Richardson, I think it gives them the best chance to win. He's probably run him fifty times. Yeah, if it, if it was a game, if it was the only game you're ever going to play with Anthony Richardson, I'd run them fifty times in that game. Uh, but they're going to protect him. But I still don't know. Like I don't know what the Shane Steichen offense is going to look like. Anthony Richardson is a major wild card, especially in that system. He's going to be the best athlete on that field. So like I have no idea what the Colts are going to look like. I don't anticipate them being good. I have the Jags winning this game by eight. So I'm not opposed to this bet. I don't know if I want to, you know, have the unit size. That we don't Joe have George to do, We don't have to this, do that on this game, though.
3: I, I, you know what? I understand that Steichen's going to be. He's a great offensive schemer. For, for having a running quarterback. But he doesn't have the weapons he had in Philadelphia when he had so much to get a buffet to choose from in terms of where he could go and what he could do with the weapons that were in front of him. And I think that Richardson's going to struggle mightily. I don't think that they're going to get – if they give the ball 20 times to run, I think they're idiots. Um, but I, I think Jacksonville – I had Jacksonville by seven in this game. I believe that Jacksonville, coming off what happened last season and believing with momentum in their locker room that they are ready to take the next step, They are not going to trip and fall here. I think they're going to send a message early. I I agree with Joe. I think Ridley's going to have a great year, and and I expect him to come out of the gate strong and give Lawrence another weapon to throw to.
2: I don't want to poo-poo Joe's unit, so what if we split the difference? What if we go like 30-35? I'm fine with that. 30-35, call it. Take it. 35. $35 $35 for the Jags, minus five on the road. All right, Blankers, got to go through these here pretty quick. Yep. Uh, my second one, look, I think the
3: San Francisco 49ers at the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't believe in, in Kenny Two Gloves. I don't believe in Kenny Pickett. I know their defense is good, but I, I just think that San Francisco, no matter who's that quarterback, they're just too talented. They have too many weapons. Defensively, their front line can get after you in, in, in short order. Um And, you know, with Fred Werner at linebacker, with all the different guys that they have at their disposal on the defensive side of the football, that will do enough to already stop Pittsburgh. But I believe that their offense will do enough to win this game by a touchdown. And, and, And so I think that, you know, the Steelers. Only getting two and a half at home doesn't scare me at all. I think the
2: Niners win this game pretty handily. I don't like how many road favorites were taken here. I know <laughs> this makes me a bit uncomfortable. The amount of road one. favorites were taken. They're still at home in Week One. I know, but a
3: lot of teams, you know, Week One, not a lot team, of teams aren't really polished and ready. Most guys sat all preseason.
2: I, I mean, like I the, saw it first. I like. I mean, I like the Niners in this one too. I'd go small unit though, Joe.
1: Uh so twenty.
2: I just gonna keep it twenty five. Twenty five. I'm going go with twenty five on the Niners. All right, last game I'll sell to you guys. I'm not gonna. I'm just getting away from these road favorites. It terrifies me. I don't like that at all. I'm gonna go with the second best team in the NFC North. Minnesota Vikings, 13 win team. I don't care how they did it; they did it. 13 wins a year ago. They're playing a Tampa Bay Buccaneer team, who I think is lousy. I think that they're awful. This should be a Baltimore Raven, Houston Texan, ten point spread. It's not. It's five and a half. Vikings win this game by double figures. I'm willing to bet a couple of units on the Vikings at home against Tampa Bay, given five and a half.
3: Yeah, I-, I like Minnesota at home. That is a difficult building to play in. It gets very loud. Um, I-, I believe that regular season Kirk Cousins. No matter, like you said, no matter how he gets it done, he finds a way to get it done. Jefferson's already talking about wanting a new contract, but it's up to them, as he put it. But I think he's going to have another massive year, as you guys know, with all these fantasy football drafts and where he sits. I I just think Minnesota's a team with aspirations of playoffs at the minimum. I think Tampa Bay with Baker Mayfield is all you need to say, no matter what you have in Gallup and and Mike Evans and their defense. They've got some linebackers, but it's not nearly what it was. I, I like Minnesota win this by at least a touchdown.
1: I'm all in on this one, too, because the game's at 12 (laughs) o'clock. So it's not not at 7. It's not on Monday. It's not on Thursday. I'll take Kirk Cousins, minus
2: 5.5. Two units? So 50 bucks? right. You believe in Kirk? Put your money where your mouth's at.
3: I say I never believe
1: in
2: Kirk. I'm ready. I just believe Kirk. I I think Kirk Kirk is second all-time
3: in completion percentage for Green Bay. I believe in Kirk
1: way more than I believe in that bum, Baker Mayfield.
2: I'm in. 50?
3: There we oh, go. Man, I don't have. A, I don't have a say.
2: You got outvoted. That's right. You got outrighted. All right. Killer bees are. Uh, we, we're active. <laughs> we played every. Fr- How many times last year did we play every no, game? No, I don't. Maybe not at all. Yeah, twenty five on Cincy thing, minus two and a half. Thirty five on the Jags minus five fifty on Minnesota minus five and a half. Twenty five on San Fran given two and a half. Uh, 25 on Philly giving four and 25 on the Giants getting three and a half. I'm a degenerate. You're going to have a hard time convincing me not <laughs> to take bets. <laughs> All right, see how busy money does with Mr. Gow's money. I'm sure Mr. Gow will be watching very closely. Uh, what's your boldest NFL prediction for this year? we got to talk about that Thursday night game. Detroit is for real. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. U of H in the Big 12 is real, too, and they kick off their Big 12 opener a week from tomorrow. That's right. Houston hosting TCU a week from tomorrow. The Big 12 opener right around the corner. The atmosphere passed this past Saturday against UTSA. Cougars winning that game was electric and we're trying to do it again a week from tomorrow. Saturday, September 16th 7 p.m. Houston hosting the TCU Horned Frogs last year's national championship runner-up. Buy a Cougar paw package. This includes three games. You can select TCU as one of those options. Package is only $66. Does not include Include the Texas game. Get your tickets today 713 Go Cougs or UHCougars.com slash tickets. Come early and enjoy all the new activities in Cougar Alley in front of TDECU Stadium including the huge LED TV screen, the Bud Light Backyard, the Coke Fan Zone, of food trucks and more. Spear of Houston performing at the half. Entertainment by cheerleaders Cougar Doll, Shasta Sasha and DJ Yobi Yobes in the student section. Get your tickets right now. 713 Go Cougs UHCougars.com slash tickets get your hand on this Cougar Paw package a little bit later in the show I'll be giving away some tickets to Houston TCU as well don't miss all the fun and pageantry of college football come early be loud and wear red
0: ESPN 975 God listens to us too <laughs> Now, return you to the Killer Bees. Live from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios at East River Nine. Here are your bees, Joel Crank and Laramie Cranham. This is third and six. Malone throws the cross. He's intercepted open deflection. Brian Branch, the rookie, ties the game with his first NFL touchdown.
2: Welcome to the NFL, Brian Branch. Detroit Lions are for real. Try to tell you guys this. Detroit Lions are for real. You know how many times Kansas City lost at Arrowhead Stadium last year? Once. They lost once. You know who beat them? The Buffalo Bills. You know how many times that the Kansas City Chiefs lost at Burrowhead Stadium the year before that in the regular season? Twice. Buffalo beat them. Chargers beat them in a close game. You do not go into Arrowhead Stadium and leave with a win unless you're for real. And the Detroit Lions, guys, they're for real.
3: Well, I mean, they are for the for week one. I think you're, you're look you were looking at a very vulnerable Kansas City Chiefs lineup, especially when you know arguably one of the one of the top receivers, regardless if he plays tight end or not, he's a receiver. And Kelsey was out, and what a big part of their offense he is. And then on the flip side, I think they had no no pass rush, no no defensive uh, line play to, for me to speak of uh, with Jones. I, I I looked at this as a game that was going to be close. I thought that because it was week one on national TV. And, look, you can say what you want about Campbell. You like him, you don't. You love the shtick, you don't. This dude can get people motivated, and he can get them ready to play. And he's got that attack at all times uh, attitude. Everything that could have won White for Detroit did, and the fact that they played their game their way, they had their way with Kansas City. Big win for Detroit. There's no question about it. But for... On the flip side, I'm not worried about the Chiefs. No,
2: no, 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 no. I'm not worried about the Chiefs, but I'm not going to downplay the win either. No, and you're and right. like, like Mike Tirico saying, like, the, this game has an asterisk on it. What? No. What are you talking about, Mike? No, it does not. I get that Chris Jones is holding out. And he was in the suites, not the sideline. <laughs> it was very weird. Like, who paid for the ticket, I wonder? I was wonder. wondering that, too. If, <laughs> you're, if, you're bad, if you're fighting with the team, that's why
3: you're not on the sidelines. But then, is that a team suite, or did someone – Invite you?
2: That is that was just bizarre. Yeah, that was uh, that was really weird that he was in the suite and not in the sideline. That was weird. I understand that Travis Kelsey did not play, so of course we're not saying that Kansas City is not the class of the AFC. But the Lions have reaffirmed that they're a playoff team in the NFC. If you go back to our show yesterday, I said I said the Lions were gonna win that game. You did. I said the Lions were gonna win that game. Now, did Kadarius Tony help? Yeah, God. Kadarius Toney might have had an assist he in that Detroit stinks. Lion win. In he, college, he'd be a defensive back <laughs> this week. Here's the thing with Tony: He didn't practice at all. Like the entire training camp, remember he had the meniscus like the first day, maybe even pre-training camp. He didn't practice. Like all of a sudden, they throw him back on the field. He was awful. He was brutal. I hope for Kadarius Toney's sake he can figure it out. I mean, I understand he didn't practice, Jeremy, but his hands were not broken.
3: Yeah, it's one thing not to catch the ball. It's another thing to pop it straight up in the air and go take it. Right you know what now, it
2: was? Here. It was like a set. It was like a volleyball yeah. set. He's like, boop, I mean, here it, you go. That one was like it was in
1: his hands. The pick. The pick. Yeah. And then it just, boop, Yeah, there on. Is Tony was awful.
2: Tony was awful in that game. Mahomes, I mean, Mahomes was fine. That you Detroit Lion defense is good. They
3: are good. Look, I, I, the fact that they were icing, uh, icing, uh, isolating on Hutchinson, boy he is disruptive man i mean he he is effective he gets in the backfield and he makes things happen and he's not afraid to take shots at the quarterback either and i know mahomes was begging at one point for a late hit but depending yeah. on how they call the game i thought he had a case I, I it was it was borderline i thought he had a case but i like his aggressiveness i'm not going to say he he's jj J. watt but he has some things that really remind me of J.J. Watt, with the fact that with his ticker, he mm-hmm. never quits on a play. He is all over the field, disrupting and, and, and creating havoc. They moved him inside. They moved him outside. Kid's got a bright future, man. He was impressive. Would
2: you call him Wolverine, Walt?
3: What? Uh, uh, that was something that
2: happened I, in another life. I fight. don't think he has the athleticism of Watt. I think he I'm has not the quite motor sure he's of what. as big I don't as JJ think he's as tall. Either. Either. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe even the size. Like yeah. JJ was a freak, let's yep. be honest. Uh but uh Lions opening up the uh, two thousand twenty three NFL season with a road win at Kansas City. The, those come few and far between. Uh a nice victory for the Detroit Lions. I will say this, one thing that uh I was I'm not gonna say like I was sad about but i was a little bit annoyed seeing that amon raw's wide receiver list did you see that like his yeah. notebook he lists all the receivers that were selected ahead of him in the the draft a couple of years ago and i knew this but i had forgotten and then all of a sudden i see nico collins name at the bottom I'm like that's right nico collins not only was drafted ahead of amon Ra saint brown one of the best wide receivers in the nfl Nico Sario traded up. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he yeah. Looked, he not sure only did. was he drafted ahead of him. I had a lot of I just tweeted the facts. As soon as I saw that notebook yesterday, Blankers, I tweeted at Jeremy Branham. I tweeted, man, I didn't like seeing that. And not only did uh, the Texans, you know, draft Nico ahead of uh, St. Brown, but they traded up for Nico ahead of St. Brown. A lot of people got really sensitive about that. Did a they? lot of Texans got really sensitive about that. They're like, well, Amon Raw has got a better system, he's got a better quarter, which he absolutely does. But if you think that Nico Collins is in the same level, the same tier, the same conversation as a Raw, Saint Brown. Then you're wearing some Texans colored goggles because they are on two. Blue they are in complete opposite levels. Like a Raw, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Like he's going early, second, late first round in fantasy drafts, which I understand is not the best example, but this is legitimately one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, whereas Nico Collins, I'm not still sure if he's one of the top three receivers on any team in the NFL. I was just going to say,
3: name me another team where he'd start. I mean, maybe in Carolina right now because of injury, but even Tampa Bay, as bad as they're going to be with Baker, they have Godwin and and they have Evans. I'm just trying to figure out where else Nico Collins would be a starter. Uh, you know what? It's not. You can say it's like, well, New England. You know, they never get receivers when they draft them right, it, but they're they're normally taking them late first or you know bottom bottom eighteen to twenty in the first round or later. But when you're you're looking at what you could have had versus what you have now and
2: trying to compare, there's no comparison. Yeah, uh, the the Texans fans they were trying to say that Nico would be in that same conversation if he had a better situation. Look, situation absolutely matters. Situation matters in football more than almost every other, probably more than every sport. So, having a good quarterback in golf versus a bad quarterback in Mills helps. Having Ben Johnson, who I think is a really good offensive coordinator, over Pep Hamilton and Tim Kelly helps. Is that gap in Delta bigger than the talent Amon Raw, St. Brown has over Nico? Nope, not even close. Amon Raw is a legitimate top receiver in the NFL. I'm not sure Nico Collins is a top three receiver on a good football team.
3: Nico Collins, the only thing you can say is if you throw, with his size. He might be better at high pointing a football and going up in traffic and going to get it. But in terms of route running and speed and, and quickness and the other things that go with it, I don't think there's a comparison.
2: Yeah, uh, silliness, silliness. What did y'all think of that fourth and 25, Andy Reid de- deciding to go for it in that spot?
3: I, I just, I, I thought it was the wrong call. I, I, I was a little, I was borderline shocked he did it. You still had, what, two, two and change on the clock? 2 a one
2: maybe? That play took them to the two-minute warning on the nose. Okay. So maybe a punt takes them to the two-minute warning on the nose. Right. I think they had, they had two timeouts. They had at so. least two. They had two timeouts. I, I pumped there. I, I There's there. no
3: question. Because you've you got to look at the percentages. The percentage of trying to complete a, a fourth and 25, as opposed to getting the ball back. Yeah, it might, but you got Patrick Mahomes. I mean, as much as you, you've got, a, you're limited with your receivers. You have Patrick Mahomes. I would rather roll the dice with Patrick Mahomes with the ball in his hands than I would trying to make that play happen with that
1: distance to get. The only problem though is that, like they clearly show without Chris Jones, they couldn't stop David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs.
2: Jameer Gibbs needs to touch the football more. Only touch no it nine wish. times Dude, no, That I think was so long. I mean, last I think night. they're easing them into things though. I can understand why they did it. Easing them into things and you win the game. It's kind of like it kind of worked out. But, but, boy, but he looks dynamic, doesn't he? Whoo. He
3: looks good. His but, ability to catch the
2: short – made Bryce Young look so good. Yeah. You, had, you were the one that highlighted
3: I that last year. I love Jameer. All he's got to do is catch a little three-yard swing press and get, look out, man.
1: He could he could blow that thing out. It's just know. weird because that's exactly what they did last year. Like, they had DeAndre Swift. He
2: sucked, though. I know. Like, DeAndre Swift like, was not
1: good. And then, but they would use Jamal Williams, like, even when Swift would have moments. They let
2: Williams fall in the end zone. So, like, it kind of feels
1: like I – mean, I've like, seen him do that before. There's nothing wrong yeah. with
2: that. There's nothing wrong with going Montgomery and – and Gibbs together, just Gibbs needs the ball more. He needs more than nine touches. I think it was kind of by design. It felt at times in that second half when they were traveling like, hey, let's get Gibbs a little bit more involved. Uh, I think they're easing him into things. Ideally, I'd like him around 15 touches a game. I, I was just going to say the same thing. I, I need 15 touches. They don't all have to be between the tackle runs,
3: but I need – it's kind of like when Tank's showing you what Tank can do. You just have to have a certain amount of plays where you say, I'm going to put the ball in his hands, and, and Tank doesn't run isn't a running back. When you've got a guy that's dynamic both in the run and the pass game – It behooves you to be smart enough to get the ball in his hands 15 times or more.
2: Yeah, I think he's going to be dynamic. I think the Lions are for real. This doesn't mean anything for the Chiefs. They'll be back. Don't worry. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. Killer Bees broadcasting live. East River 9. Come swing by. Say hello to us. Have a drink on Joe George. Have excellent food here at East River 9, too. Maybe you want to play a little golf. Hit some golf balls. Beautiful skyline backdrop. Beautiful spot to hang out. On a Friday evening and wall-to-wall TVs, too, so you can have a really good time. All right, coming up next, Texans at four. As we finish up, our Texans will be this good. Today we talk about draft position, which... Might be confusing. We might have to let down, like, lay down some rules here. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5.
3: Hey, guys, again, before we go to the break with football season upon us and all the big games this weekend that you want to make some plays on, I'm telling you, I, I, like I always tell you, you need to go to mybookie.ag when you're going to put some money down. And more so than the other reasons why I tell you about, the other things that are key to remember is this is a place that's been around for quite a while. They've been a business for over a decade. They're not a fly-by-night company. They're not going to come and go. They're not going to get your money quickly and then not give it back so fast. That's not what they do at mybookie.ag. It's the thrill of of betting and winning. It makes the games more exciting, and as I always say, even the most uninteresting game, if you know that there's nothing else on TV, if you're looking for entertainment, when you put money down on it, it means more. You pay attention more, and you you actually get your heart and soul into it more, and it makes it more fun. They also got a ton of different promos as well as the bonus codes I tell you about, but some of the other things they got going on, they got that early cash-out now where you can cash out, let it ride. You decide. You can either... Keep your money in or you can get it out at a certain point and you can still get the cash. They have the money bag. It's like a slot machine for sports odds. You can get in on that, catch some great odds, and maybe catch lightning in a bottle to put more money in your pocket. Sports contest as well. Turn into all the NFL action and you can turn cash from a single week or a single long super contest into something that you can really benefit from. If you're in the survivor pools, they got that too. And, of course, they have live dealers standing by for casino games when there aren't any games to bet on. It's the gift that keeps on giving because the gambling keeps on going even when the games are over and the lights are off. Check them out today. MyBookie.ag. And whenever they ask for a promo code, go for bet975 and make sure that you enjoy where you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere. MyBookie.ag.
0: You found ESPN 975 and 925. I can feel it.
2: I can feel it down in my plums. They're getting a nice bluish hue.